Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning back into Elevate Your Mind with Melly Cole. It's such a blessing to have you guys on here today, and I am so thankful that you guys took a listen to my first podcast where I was talking about some interesting topics. If you have not checked it out, go back and check out my number one um, podcast. So, Elevate Your Mind with Melly Cole is all about elevating your mind with the Word of God that is first and foremost. We will be talking about everyday topics relating to real life issues and my goal is to give you guys hope, inspire you to let go of your past and live on purpose. My motto is change your change your mind and change your life. Alright, so on today's podcast i would like to talk to you guys about the fatherless generation and this is such an important issue nowadays i would also like to address the movie cuties and the outrage about it and what i got from it all right so let me talk about the fatherless generation the reason why i want to talk to you guys about the fatherless generation is because it seems like this generation is living like it has no dad like it's living like it has walked away from the father like it's literally living like an orphan there are so many people who seem to be striving towards a goal but the end of that thing leads to death they have no idea what is awaiting them on the other side of that thing it seems like they're living this life and it might seem like they know what they're doing but in reality they're not living out their purpose they're not living the life that God has intended for them to have and so they're clearly walking away from the father the life giver they're clearly walking away from everything that they were supposed to have and now they're finding themselves in a situation where they're they don't have a purpose and they have no sense of direction and it looks like they're truly fallen apart they have truly fallen away and so many people are following that exact same road Um, The number one thing that I know about this generation is that they will do it for the likes. And I'm also going to relate it to the movie um, Cuties in a second. Let me give you guys some statistics to kind of kind to blend that in with the information that I will be sharing. So 39% of U.S. marriages end in divorce and the pandemic could even make that worse. This um, single parenthood in the U.S., there are 13.6 million single parents raising over 21 million children. According to singleparentadvocate.org, self-reliance is one of the strengths of um, being raised by a single parent. Now, I can definitely relate to that because I was brought up by a single mom and it wasn't something easy it wasn't something that I think my mom knew how to do at the time it was something that she didn't have a choice she didn't have a choice but to be a single parent due to a domestic violence situation my dad walked out of my life when I was two years old and I ended up having um 
an insecurity issue at a very early age, an identity crisis because there were so many things going on and there were just a lot of missing pieces in my life that I needed that I needed to um, put together and I didn't have all the information I didn't have all the answers and so I was definitely in need of a father figure in my life and I was lacking that so let me share something else Fathers, like mothers, are pillars in the development of a child's emotional well-being. Children look to their fathers to lay down the rules and enforce them. They also look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. And I got this from www.pediatricsoffranklin.com. Now, let me also go to a scripture which is Proverbs 22 and 6. And it says, Start children off on the way that they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. That is such an important scripture that says so much. That speaks volumes, like literally. Because what it says is that when we are little, whatever we see, whatever we are being taught is what will follow us later on in life. So if you you know unfortunately like um so many others do not grow up in an environment where you are being nourished by love you later on in life the more than likely will look for love in the wrong places um you more than likely will feel a type of rejection if you have not been brought up in a loving and nourishing environment where there are both parents present in the home. Now, I'm not saying that my mom um, didn't didn't uh, love me or anything like that. My mom did love me, and I know that. I know she was young, and there was a lot of things that happened, and I'm also going to be sharing more of that in a book that I'm writing living testimony that I hope um, I will be sharing very soon with you guys Um, but to that point I just want to say that I love my mom dearly and I know she did the best that she could at the time but she was also very young and I'm not trying to use that as an excuse but there's so many people who are being brought up by single parents who truly feel overwhelmed like truly feel like they can't handle it and I believe that I was being brought up and my mom did as best as as best as she knew how to do at the time and there was a lot missing in my life like a a lack of love um you know I was like I said I was emotionally um unstable because I felt like maybe I'm you know a burden to my mom because my mom most of the time was not at home she was always working and she had to provide for the both of us she had to pay all the bills you know and I I was realizing that man that's that's a lot and I felt like maybe I'm a burden I didn't understand why my dad had left and so I had so many different questions that no one could seem to answer. And so I just kept it to myself. Like I said, I 
um, I was um, six years old when we moved to a major city. I was left at home for the most part of the day. I was self-reliant. I had no one to take care of me. Um, after I got back home from school, I had to go to a after-school program. When that was over, I came back home, and sometimes my mom would come home late. Uh, most days, it would just be me. I had to, you know, um, take care of responsibilities, finish my homework, make sure that I studied for a test. Um, there wasn't a lot of time that I spent together with my mom besides on the weekends, and most of the most of the weekends we spent shopping. And not saying that I'm complaining about going shopping, but it was more of a lack of spending real quality time together where we had real deep conversations that we needed to have that had never happened. And so that caused a lot of self-doubt, a lot of emotion emotional unstableness for me because I felt like I had no one to lean on and I so wished I so wished that someone could have looked in into my heart and just saw the insecurity that kept building up the fear that kept building up the anxiety that kept building up I just wish that someone could have saw it coming and I wish I would have had a mentor somebody to talk to somebody who could have prayed for me and I'm not saying that my grandparents didn't pray for me but I believe that a lot of the anxiety that I had later on in life, it could have been prevented if I would have had that father figure knowing truly and entirely how much God truly loved me at a very early age. It would have, it would have healed so much. It would, have healed, it, it would have brought so much healing to those wounds that were there, that were caused by other people. All right, so to my next point, the friends that I had mostly grew up with two parents in the home. And sometimes they asked questions to where my dad was. I didn't want to answer them. And if I did, I was ashamed to tell them the truth about the situation because I feared that they would make fun of, which in one case they didn't. So I didn't want to talk about it again. Also, at the after school program, I got bullied a lot and um, I got into some altercations with people who um, truly made fun of me all the time. I mean, it was nothing really major and I never brought it to my mom but it was something that I had to deal with on a regular basis and thank God that these cell phones weren't out yet because it could have done some serious damage to me as well um, these people were serious about bullying me every single day like every single day I had to hear their comments and it did something to me emotionally it scarred me mentally and I believe that it was the enemy working through them to cause me damage, um, especially on my um, my image, like my self-image. It, it just really caused a deep damage to that because believe it or not, if people keep telling you, hey, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. You may think like, why are they, at first you may think, why are they calling me stupid? But then you're going to be like, well, what if I really am? What if, if there is something 
that they have a reason to call me stupid about. So you just got to be mindful of the stuff that the enemy will use against you. And he's trying to mess you guys up at a very, very early age. Now to my next point, the reality for me was that I suffered emotionally and I never told anyone about the internal struggle. I never told anyone about what I was going through. I never told anyone about the molestation that happened at the daycare. I never told anyone. And so it kept eating at me. It kept eating at me. The worst thing about it was that these people who had did this stuff to me went around sharing this information with other people. So it spread like a wildfire. And I was only six years old at the time. I didn't even realize what these people had done to me. And God uh, God forbid... Um, had I not became a Christian, I would have still held on to that damage that they did to me to this day. And there are so many people walking around with that same type of feeling on the inside, with the same type of grudge that they're holding against the people that did the worst to them, that did the worst to them, that was trying to mess them up from a very early age. And I'm here to let you know that the only way that it is going to get better is that you have to forgive yourself and you have to forgive them. Realizing that it wasn't them that caused this, it was the enemy that used them to destroy your life for good. You have to realize that there is an enemy out there who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And the mo- most of the time, the enemy will come when you are a child. He's trying to get you all messed up when you are a child so that you can never recover from that. And I had so many instances in my life that I'm going to sh- be sharing soon in my book that I can point out to, hey, I know that this person did this because they wanted to mess me up. I know that that person did this because the enemy wanted to mess me up. I know all about it. What I'm trying to say is realize that whoever did the damage to you, it wasn't the actual person. It was the enemy and the plan that the enemy was using strategically against you because he wants to mess your life up where you can never recover from it. I'm I'm just... I'm just so certain of that. I'm just so certain of that. And so realize that, truly realize that, and truly have forgiveness in your heart towards people. That is so important. The Bible says, if you do not forgive others, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. That is one, that is like one of the most important scriptures in the whole entire Bible. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about forgiveness. Forgive. Be free. Let go. All right. To my next point. Um, the movie Cuties. Isn't it interesting how many people had something to say about that movie? Isn't it interesting? And they had every right to be outraged about the movie I mean I literally had to force myself to watch it to be honest with you guys I literally had to force myself to watch this movie there was nothing in me that had a slight desire to watch this movie not at all I think Netflix Netflix sorry did some serious damage in the way that they presented this movie to the world especially here in the U.S. I don't know 
about Europe, but this movie, it caused a lot of righteous outrage. Righteous outrage. I mean, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. And then, to be honest with you, the movie was even worse than what I expected it to be. Anyways, the movie is not what you think it is. It's even worse. It's reality for some people. It's reality for some people. And it's a sad reality. A real sad reality. The reason why I say that is because I truly believe that the lady who wrote the movie, she was trying to point out that children are being hypersexualized in our society. And she was giving clear as day examples of how it starts. The girl in the movie had no clue, had no clue about European culture, had no clue about what goes down in a school and friends <laughs> had no clue what a cell phone was <laughs> I'm telling you these cell phones if you do not if you do not hear anything else that I'm saying please be mindful of what your kids are watching please be mindful when you give them a device they have access to anything anything that could destroy their life they have access to it on a phone don't you think that the enemy can use a cell phone to desensitize your child I'm just saying I'm just saying so anyways I feel like this movie should have should not have been a movie for the sake of the children that played those roles because to be honest with you I don't know how they're going to do in life later on since they had did that and you talking about some 11 year olds nah I feel like this movie should have been a book if anything it's truly evident to me that in this movie the little girl was trying to escape her reality by becoming something that she had no clue of being she had no clue of being the person that did it for the lights everything that she did in that movie she did it for the likes she did some very inappropriate things when she started to hang around bad company when she started to hang around those girls who get in trouble that was it the bible says in 1 corinthians 15 and 33 do not be deceived bad company corrupts good conduct and character this little girl literally came from Senegal. Two friends had no friends. She had no clue what life would be like. Her mom was going through something because 
her dad was going to take another wife. And she was basically going through some emotional um, trauma. She saw her mom crying, all frustrated. She wanted to escape her reality. She wanted to get, you know, popular, I guess, at school. That's why she joined this girl dance team. But what she had to do in order for them to approve of her, it was it was almost as if she was begging to be on that dance team. She was willing, literally, to kill to be on that team. And it's sad that some of the things that teenagers do nowadays is as if they almost have to like literally humiliate themselves in order to gain recognition in order to gain recognition because all all people ever want is attention to begin with all people ever need is love those are two different things thing about it is in that movie it became evident that these girls have no parents their parents are not around the fatherless generation again the people who send their kids to school don't check on them give them a cell phone don't check on them let them do whatever they want to do there's no such thing as spending quality time there's no such thing as family um rules nothing no type of standards, no type of, hey, our family is about this, that, and a third. I'm going to instruct you. None of that. And the sad thing about it is that Ami was the only one who kind of had a structure in her family. She, she turned her back on her family to become something that she had no clue how to be just for the likes It's crazy to me that so many people are living this every single day. They do it for the likes, but in reality, they're dying on the inside. And I know exactly how that feels. I wanted people to like me. I didn't even like myself. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I had an issue when people didn't like me. I agreed with everything people had to say so that everybody would like me even though I did not like myself. It doesn't make any type of sense. I disrespected myself because I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't have an opinion, but I agreed with everyone around me. Now you talking about somebody who's emotionally unstable. I was that. I was so emotionally unstable. Had nothing to say. Mm. But thank God. Thank God that he changed me. Let me get to the next point. So the fear of being unaccepted, it tormented the girl. It tormented Ami. And what she had to do was she she escaped her reality by creating a new one 
and she had to literally put herself out there in order to gain recognition. And I said this earlier, what will this generation do in order to get the recognition? It's like more nudity, more likes. In Ephesians 5 and 6, it says, let no one deceive you with empty arguments that encourage you to sin. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. How many people do you know personally that are living this lifestyle today that will do anything for the attention and for the likes? I can tell you something about them. I can tell you that they're emotionally unstable. I can tell you also that they do not have the attention that they need to have at home. That there are conflicts within the home. There is so much, so much going on in this world. And all kids ever want is the attention from their parents. They want to be able to talk to their parents. All of the girls that were on that dance team had no relationship with their parents whatsoever. One of the girls even said she wished that her parents would see her for who she truly is because she felt sad that her parents see her, saw her as someone less. They felt ashamed of her. And she was the one to always act out in public. And that's what kids tend to do when they don't get the attention at home, they will act out. Okay, to my next point. How many people are suffering mentally right now? How many people are suicidal right now? How much more is it going to take for us to realize that the enemy is trying to keep you and me in bondage for the rest of our lives if we do not change our behavior, if we do not turn from our wicked ways and follow God and what he intended for our lives? The reason why I'm saying this is because it's so evident to me that these young girls in this movie were clearly a product (laughs) of where this generation is headed. It's funny to me how we can be outraged about a movie about some 11-year-old girls. What's even worse is that we say nothing when we see someone say and I'm not trying to judge I'm not trying to be disrespectful I'm not trying to be mean but we have someone as an example to our youth like Cardi B what's the difference between the girls in that movie for instance if they turned 18 years old tomorrow and they acted like Cardi B in her WAP video, what would be the difference between that? Would people still have something to say? Because the, the fact is that that's where they're headed if no one is stopping them. 
No one is going to say nothing to them. That's where they're headed. We don't want to admit that if we expose our children to certain things that we may not find anything wrong with, if they see us and we're okay with it, don't you think they're going to be okay with it too and even worse than that? So if we don't want our children to be porn stars, how about we change for the better? How about we raise the bar higher and, and set an example for them and have some standards? Why are we okay with everything that the world has to offer? We don't have to receive it. We have the ability to say no. But it's not popular. It's not going to be accepted by this culture. It's not going to be something that most people will do. And that's why the generation is going the way that it's going. It's up to you to make the change. I hope that you guys will think about what I said. I hope that you guys will examine maybe something that happened in your own life that you realized that the enemy was using against you. I really want what's best for you guys. I really hope to encourage people to do better for themselves. So I would like to personally invite you guys, if you have a prayer request, or if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then I would love to pray with you or for you, however comfortable you feel. My personal email address where you guys can reach me is elevate.witmellyc at gmail.com I'm going to repeat it one more time it is elevate.witmellyc at gmail.com and I would love for you guys to reach out to me with any questions, any recommendation any advice, any prayer requests it's just a personal invitation and like I said I love to pray for you all. If you guys would like to support this ministry financially, I can give you guys, I would like to give you guys my cash app information, information which is dollar sign Melly Cole. It's dollar sign M-E-L-I-C-O-L. I'm going to repeat it one more time. It's dollar sign M-E-L-I-C-O-L I appreciate you guys thank you for tuning in um, to this podcast and please share like I said change your mind change your life <laughs>